Down to Art, conversations about the creative process with your host, Christy Gordon. Today we'll be talking about how the artistic voice evolves over time, which is such an important topic because even once we've found our artistic voice, we have to remain authentic to it and continue to follow where it leads us. Today I'll be talking with Aaliyah Chapin, who is basically a complete art rock star who rose to art fame when her painting Aunties won the BP Award in 2012. She shows at Flowers Gallery and has had shows in London, Hong Kong, and New York. And her new show, The Space Between Us, is currently up at Flowers Gallery in New York City. So welcome, Aaliyah. It's so good to have you. Thanks, Christy. It's great to be here and great to see you again. Oh, you too. Um, Well, I first became aware of your work when we were both students at the New York Academy of Art, and you were doing such amazing work back then. And neither of us would knew at the time what an art star you would soon rise to be. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us what it was like when your painting Aunties won the BP Award in 2012 and what happened after that? Yeah, I mean, that was a total shock, a total whirlwind. Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I... You know, we're talking about finding artistic voice really in this in these series. And I, I feel like that was a painting where I really it was the beginning of me really finding that. And so I remember feeling very grateful that the work that was all of a sudden getting this attention was something that I really felt good about. Um, but I think that's also just how it works, you know. And I and I I remember when I started doing those paintings, the the auntie's paintings and that painting in particular, I was made a very conscious choice to not worry about what I thought the art world wanted or worry about what might sell or any of that and just to paint what I what I knew and what I needed to paint and so it was a very it came very genuinely from me and then when it did become you know successful and 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 won the BP Portrait Award and was in these newspapers all over the world it was it was very surreal very overwhelming um incredible in many ways um and yeah, I still look back on that experience as obviously a very big turning point for me um, in my in my life. And still, I mean, it was, it was an incredible experience to have. Yeah. And I love what you said about how, like the work itself, you had given yourself permission to just paint whatever you needed to paint. And, and it did feel really true to you. Like I knew you as a person back then and, and your work really did feel like you um but what what can you like do you have any suggestions for artists who are trying to know how to tap into that part of them it's a really hard question but like I feel like you know yourself and I felt like you were able to know what you wanted to paint and just kind of paint it and and stuff but I think it's harder for some of us I don't know it's uh, do you have any suggestions (laughs) I mean I I just have to say that I don't think that I know anything more than other people do about it um I think a really important thing to do for me was was to make that decision that I was consciously going to put out of my mind yeah. what I thought the art world needed from me because I was in grad school and I was like, this is the time to do it. This is the time where I get to just really explore and not think about that. And so I think it was the conscious choice to put that away. Of course, it was still there, but I was consciously putting it away. And um, it also it also came kind of through a bit of a crisis. So first year we were in the same class, right? I mean, for, so we, we went through all this together and first year I, I was, you know, I moved to New York and I was like, I have to like, 
I don't know, make all these big, important paintings. And, and the paintings just kept feeling contrived. I kept feeling like I wasn't like, they just weren't me. Cause I was, I was, I learned later, I was going about it from my head. And, um, so I went through a bit of a crisis of just really not knowing what I wanted to say. And I, I feel like I did know a bit how I wanted to say it. Like I knew the language at that point. Yeah. I just own it and work on it more. But I um but I feel like what really helped me was just putting all of that out and having a bit like putting putting aside what I thought the art world needed and having a bit of a crisis of not knowing what to paint. And then I just decided I'm just going to paint what I know, um, which is my mom and her friends. And, and I'm just gonna start at the beginning and, and just paint them. So it was something about, I think kind of through crises, like leaning into those crises that we all have as artists, instead of trying to run away from them, actually leaning into them, because I think when you push through them, something really amazing can happen. I mean, I just think that you get to the core of maybe who you are when you do push through those crises. Um, and so for me, that was, that was, that was probably one of the, one of the biggest things, or, you know, I, I know I've said several things there, but those were all very helpful for me. Oh, those are, those are really good points. I think you're right about the conscious decision that you're like, gonna just paint what, you know, what you want is like a really important one and I know what you mean about like working through the crises like in your art did the work feel really vulnerable to you even though like it actually was received extremely well but it, did, did it feel vulnerable like oh yeah completely completely yeah. it wasn't me naked but I was painting <laughs> my mom and my aunties naked and the whole thing was vulnerable I mean I remember feeling you know, nervous even to just ask them if I could photograph them and paint them for my thesis project and then of course, putting it out there just in class was vulnerable. And then, and then how, you know, how well known the work got. Yeah, the whole thing is, is vulnerable and was vulnerable. But I I also think that's why um, I've, why it, it did well. And also why um, I felt good about it because vulnerability also means it's very true and it's very close to you. And yeah. so I think that felt good. Like, again, if I had made that's some work true. that, you know, got got popular got well known that really didn't feel like me yeah. um it would have felt worse like maybe it would have been less vulnerable but it would have felt it just wouldn't have felt good because how can you sustain something that you're faking you know so it felt oh. very true to me so vulnerability and and truth I think are they go hand in hand and are a very important part at least for me that's true. It's almost a good marker. Like if it feels vulnerable, you're probably on the right track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, of course, certain vulnerabilities, you know, you can make creative choices. Like I don't need to make this public, but, um, but I think just personally in the studio being vulnerable with yourself is definitely like and feeling that fear. Like, I think that could be a really, really uh, good marker of follow that. There's a certain type of fear that that kind of pulls you in and you're like, am I really going to do that? Oh my God, am I really going to do that? And then, and, and then you do it and it ends up being maybe the, the best thing that you could have done. Um, so yeah, leaning into those uncomfortable feelings are, are helpful. Yeah, totally. And actually it's true too, that there are ways that we can like subtly make our practice safe for ourselves. So we do it totally vulnerably in our studio. And then we go to the opening and all of our paintings are hanging there and somehow we're able to like keep some safety measures around us as we bear our soul to the world. Yeah, I feel like by then, like I'm kind of detached a bit from it. Mm -hmm. um, totally. I know for, 
for me, I, I don't post things until they're quite like done and have been done for a while. Um, just, that's just me. That's kind of how I, how I work. I think I would really struggle if I was, um, posting things. Sorry, my dog is making an appearance behind us. (laughs) Um, I, I, I need to be very private in my studio space. And then when I'm ready, I can put it out there because I've, I've removed myself a little bit from it, even though it was very vulnerable work at the time of me doing it, I'm keeping it very private while I'm doing it. And um, that helps me be more vulnerable and be more true to myself. Mm. Because I'm not worrying so much about, I don't know, what is someone going to say online if I share this right now? Like, I just can't get that in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm too aware of what other people think and too worried about it that I, I've had to learn how to um, not have that become part of my, my process. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's kind of like a little safety container that keeps your practice like, safe and authentic and then you can just put it out afterwards but it won't affect yeah. your, your work um yeah and and we touched a little bit about on like everything that happened after the bp award i don't know if you know this but once i was getting my hair done and i was i picked up vogue <laughs> as i was getting my hair done and there was an article about you in it you were oh, wow it so amazing. wow that, that's story. wild that is so wild <laughs> And of course, you started showing up Flowers Gallery, and and, I, and you've had shows in is it Hong Kong and um, and London, Hong Kong, and New York with them. Yeah. Yeah. What what else? Um, I don't know. Am I forgetting anything? What else happened? <laughs> I mean, those were the really big ones. Um, but I also, I mean, I got the third year fellowship at the New York Academy, which was incredible. Yes. And I also got my first Elizabeth Greenshields Foundation grant. Um, and I met my husband all within about six months. So it was it was an amazing turning point in my life. Twenty twelve was a a oh. lot of incredible things, and um, yeah, it's kind of wild how everything came in at once. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting, and it's like because you were so authentic and so true to yourself. It makes sense that even your husband came in at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Looking back, it does. I must say though, I was. I was very anxious around that time. Like maybe from the outside, I looked like I had it all together, but um, I wasn't prepared for that kind of um, spotlight on me. Um, yeah. I was a bit uncomfortable with that, but I just was not prepared at all for it. So it uh, had a lot of anxiety that I think I just tried to hide very well. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's part of it. I mean, incredible things happen and also that even really good things can can be challenging on the inside to um to process but and to just yeah. carry you know carry that because it was just unexpected totally. I just didn't think all of that would happen totally um, yeah because it's actually hard sometimes as an artist to just show up and be available to all the things that happen you suddenly had a whole ton of things to be like open and available to and it's yeah it's like um I don't know what do you have any like discoveries about how to work through something like that even artists that are first starting to show their work for the first time it's hard to like make an appearance and if you have to talk about it or like just be public you know like because we're such an interior people usually as artists yeah we are yeah we love being alone in our studios (laughs) I know I do it's one of my favorite things to do um advice um breathe (laughs) Um, 
a therapist. Yes. <laughs> good friend, you know, good friend. Yeah. Um, I think staying grounded, um, mm. like actually just physically grounding, getting your bare feet on the ground. I, I think I, I, all of these are things I've learned since. I didn't do any of this stuff then. I was just really anxious and didn't really even know that I was anxious. Like it was, yeah, it was stuff I've learned. Um, but I think also just knowing that just because you're feeling this way doesn't mean something's wrong, that probably most people are feeling this way and that it's okay. And you don't need to be perfect. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist, maybe I'll say. And (laughs) I think learning that I, don't need to be perfect. So if I come across a little nervous or if I stumble on my words or I don't know what a painting means or whatever, mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm human. We're all human. We're allowed to be human. So yeah. that's, that, that, yeah, that's a huge one. Just telling myself I'm allowed to be human. Hmm. That, that's helpful. That's still helpful for me. That is helpful. Yeah. I like that you mentioned, or if you don't know what a painting means, I feel like that about so much of my work and everyone always wants me to like, know, like explain my art or whatever. And of course we can think of words to say, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, and it makes me wonder about what your process is like, like, how do you just develop a painting? Do you do little sketches? Do you have like a theme and a concept first, or does it come more intuitively? Like how, yeah. What is your process? Oh. Older work or newer work? Because the work oh, went through a oh, change. The two separately. Years ago. Yes. So older work, the work that probably more people know me for, the aunties paintings. Um, I would do photo shoots on on Whidbey Island where I grew up. Um, and I would take like 600, 700, 800 photos just in a couple hours over an afternoon of, of all my aunties. And um, and then I would just be looking through the photographs and essentially just find ones that just grabbed me. And it could be that a couple a couple did and I'd put them together. Um, but I would just, just kind of respond to what I was seeing and, um, and then just basically just dive into the paintings. I mean, I, I didn't do studies or sketches or anything because it was really coming from, from the outside of me, like looking out and examining the world and looking, looking at the outside world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the newer work that happened that, you know, completely went through a big shift four years ago, um, almost, yeah, almost four years ago. That work is completely different. So it comes from um, completely inside of me, completely my imagination. Um, I don't know if I'd call it my imagination, though. I mean, I don't even know what it is, but it's something in in some inner sight in, inside, very, very intuitive. And and I will do sometimes just oil sketches, um, you know, with, with um, paint on gessoed paper or colored pencil sketches or just like a ballpoint pen or whatever I have. And it might just be a shape that I'm feeling. Um, and so I'm, I'm just gathering a lot of like inner images and, and seeing what happens. And I, in fact, before I even bring it into the physical world, I'm actually just, it's kind of like they exist in this little room in my mind. And when I have quiet moments, I'll just sort of sit with it and it starts to come into focus more. And then I'll sort of play around with, shapes and colors and just it's just like I'm seeing I'm just looking I'm just looking and 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 allowing whatever that unconscious part of me is to to um give me images that that might just flash through my mind and then just trying them on and then I know when it feels right because my whole body kind of lights up and and like gets this 
I mean, I'm sure every artist knows that inspiration feeling like I, that my, my body just lights up and I know that that's something I need to lean into more and then I'll bring it into the physical world. And then I'll take some reference photos of my own body or me of my husband and then in Photoshop play around with how these shapes might work and, um, and then dive into the painting and then things are going to change even then. So, yeah. yeah, so quickly, those are the two kind of the two processes that I've that I've worked with. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I think like um, it takes a lot of courage when you've kind of got this distinct, like recognizable style that the whole world knows or whatever to keep like following your artistic impulse, though. Um, like I can imagine there's almost a temptation or or maybe a pressure to like paint the same thing for the rest of your life. <laughs> So, mm -hmm. um like what did you I don't know did you ever like have like that temptation or re like what was it like for you or did you realize like I would rather not even be an artist than have to paint the same thing for the rest of my life like I, I think that was my yeah. experience <laughs> yeah I know I mean I think this is something we all think about especially when we yeah. do get some success for doing a certain type yeah. of thing like the temptation is to just keep keep doing it because you know, we can get paid for it. Um, and, you know, get likes and all of that. And, um, I think, I mean, yeah, I had that, you know, felt the pressure we all do, but I, I feel like I actually, um, someone who, if I'm not really invested in something, I just cannot paint it. And I was getting to that point where I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, and I did have a couple weeks where I was like, I'm going to quit painting and I'm going to, go to school to become a therapist because I <laughs> people's minds and how we work. And that is just what I'm going to do. And of course, like, of course, I mean, I knew I'm <laughs> going to quit painting, <laughs> but yeah. it was a wake up call that like, yeah. okay, you need to do something like something needs to shift and change. Yeah. Um, so I started to do these just like really um, quote, quotation marks, bad paintings. Um, and I say that because I think this is really, really important for perfectionist artists like myself, especially realist perfectionist artists. Um, I told myself, just make, make bad art, just make bad art. And what I was really trying to do was break out of my shell and yeah break out of the perfectionist this needs to be perfect therefore you can't actually take any risks therefore i'm just going to get frozen and so what i by by telling myself just make it just make a bad brush mark that was so freeing because it just took away all expectations like anything could come out and what came out was not bad at all like i, I loved totally. it um but i had to tell myself that because i had spent my life like you know probably like you training and training and training a certain like training my hand-eye coordination to just make something um, very realistic and and more than just that, like making the brush marks really embody whatever it is that I'm feeling and and trying to express. And there's so much control and training in that that I had to also use my non-dominant hand. So I just made like 30, 40, 50, <clears throat> just really quick very you know vaguely vaguely figurative i mean they were figurative but very 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 abstracted um little kind of oil sketches and that was incredibly freeing for me i didn't know what i was going to do with these i just knew that i had to get something out in the studio yeah. um, and then i was kind of sitting with those images and this is around the time of the pandemic which i think is also really important because everything shut down and i think that 
the quietness that that gave me allowed allowed me to kind of sink in and be able to see a whole other world of visual language that I that actually felt way more true to me than I've ever than I even knew was possible. And it's because everything was canceled. The world is ending. Like kind of just a whatever, I gotta go for it. And also just the quietness that that allowed me to sink, sink deeply in. Mm-hmm. And um, that was that was an amazing experience. And and I just knew that I had to keep following that. And I continue to follow that now. And it's you know about almost four years in and uh, yeah, it's it's scary for sure. You know, <laughs> going from one type of art, an artist to a different type of artist. I mean, I still think I'm I'm still very, like the work is still very much me. I mean, it's more me than it's ever been. But in terms of the the Aaliyah Chapin people, know, you know, yes, the subject is different, the language is different in some ways, but um, it it feels way more me than I even knew. <laughs> like I'm learning so much more about myself. And to me, that's, that's the most important, that's the most important thing is to just stay as close to my own experience of being alive as I can, and to just get to know myself and get to know the world. Um, the only way that I can know it, which is through my own eyes better. And and by painting, I actually get to see that process because it's externalizing it out of my mind and into, into some physical visual form. Oh, well, I think your new work is totally masterful and just it's exquisite. It's like alluring. I don't know. I just love it so much. And I think it's so totally you. And it's even more unique like than ever before. And I just admire you so much for like following, you know, you're and you're continuing to follow your artistic, you know, impulse where it's leading you like and I can just see like the purity of of that and it still has the elements that I've always loved in your work the you know the of elements and the dappling of brush strokes but then there's also this like yeah these patterns and these shapes like it really resonates with me um and I can sort of see your evolution because you were doing I remember some cave type of like flat spaces of bright light you know and I now I'm seeing these flat spaces of bright light between the figure like I can sort of see how very interesting I love that I haven't seen that I haven't thought about that (laughs) oh yeah 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 um but yeah I think it's such an important point because I think it can be so surprising for us as artists when we think we you know when we found our voice but then something shows up in the studio and we're like oh I'm really into this but this is a departure like what what do I do and and like just that we have to kind of keep following like our authentic impulse like where it'll lead next I don't know I just think it's so important to have artists modeling that for us too and like so it's it's really like nice to see you doing that I had the experience before where I was painting the same thing over and over and it was doing well and I too was like I don't even think I want to be an artist anymore like I think I'm just gonna like actually stop (laughs) And that's like why I feel so like I'll never do that again. Like, you know, I I really would rather not be an artist if that's what I have to yeah. do. Yeah. Um and and I think um there is threads though. It's like I can see how your work has evolved and how it's come to where it's at. Like um, I don't know, can you talk a bit about the gradual progress that it's sort of made? I'm not sure if that is yeah, I mean, I'll I'll let me let me see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Mind. <laughs> of how I work. Um, 
Yeah. So I think the, pro- like, you know, but before the work changed, so the aunties, the aunties work, the, the, the previous work, um, I was really learned about how to, I think, uh, bring a certain kind of brush mark to a form and to a figure and really bring that, bring that alive. And that was, and still is one of my favorite things. So that's something that hasn't changed. Um, of course, the the work is changing. The 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 way that I'm doing that is changing because I think that's just natural. I think that yeah, it's actually possible for your work not to change because it you know we just change. Um, but I think that's been a thread that has stayed through, and mm-hmm. and I see you know that that work is as the beginning of me the the earlier work the auntie's work is the beginning of me looking at who i am uh because it was i was looking at my own life which was and and her friends and like this very um alternative hippie worlds on the west coast and i was in new york city and i was like how is this gonna be cool I, i i don't maybe i should not care about that. And so I decided not to care and just to do it. But it was really about me looking at, okay, this is where I come from. And maybe I don't need to be embarrassed by it. Maybe it's a wonderful thing. And, and um, so it was, it was me turning towards myself, but turning towards myself by looking at the people who raised me, um, some of the people who raised me. And, and then this new work is, is me, again, looking at myself but really much more in it's completely inside myself. And I think every artist, whether we're painting other people or we're painting self-portraits, that's, we are, I think, looking at ourselves. And I think, I mean, I think the best work comes from that, not in a, um, you know, narcissistic way at all, but just we are the only lens that we see the world through, you know, our, our experiences are the only experiences that we can really share with any, you know, true honesty. And so, um, it just felt like a very kind of, in a way, natural progression to be looking at the outside and then the outside, but my myself from the outside, my world that I came from. And then from there to finally feel like I actually can look at my own inner world and what images actually come out of my own inner world. And, um, and then my own body, like now I'm actually painting my own body, which I never did before. And I'm, you know, doing that partially because it was COVID and I'm the only person around or me and my husband and, you know, some animals, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to paint my dog and cat as much as I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, it was easier for me to paint myself, but it also just felt so much more right. Cause these were so, per- you know, very, very personal pieces. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the work, so the work now, like with the different languages, so I've got the realist language in there still, because that's still so much a part of me. And this, this like, intense need and desire to really focus in on something and create this kind of three-dimensional lifelike form just with yeah. color um, on, on a flat surface is still, you know, for my whole life, I've, I've loved that. And I still love that. Um, and then now adding in these other elements of, of more abstracted form and larger brushstrokes and um, allowing, you know, brush marks to really just be completely themselves a brush mark goes down that's what it is um and it's also very quick like some of those are parts of parts of these new paintings are very very quick they're happening in you know in a in a day and then another part is going to take you know several weeks to do having those different sort of speeds and that different the different type of focus actually the more I learn about 
myself, just as I get older, the more I see that that's very much how I work, how my mind works and how, um, how it's a very natural kind of mirror of, of how I am. It's kind of hard to describe that, but, um, I am someone who loves to really intensely focus. And I'm also someone who loves to just sort of dive into the emptiness and see what happens and allow it to be. And the work before was really only, I I think, mirroring that one side of me that really likes to focus. Totally. was totally denying another side of me that likes to just dive into something and have it be imperfect and have that, that energy. And so having them together, it just, if it, it just kind of hits my nervous system and feels like, Oh yeah, that's me. That, that feels, that feels like me. Mm-hmm. And that's not even about the subject matter. You know, that's just the, the way that I'm able to use paint right now. Cause I'm allowing myself to use paint in these different ways that. Yeah. So that feels, that feels quite amazing. And I'm very grateful to have stumbled on that somehow yeah it's really interesting I did an interview with Peter Drake recently like about finding your artistic voice and he said that um you know like yeah our voice will evolve and new things will inspire us like different you know even different technology will like inspire us different events in our life and and everything like that I feel like your new work is like really spiritual feeling like to me like I I really respond to that and then you are like looking at new well, you've got some new technologies in your work, like you included in your recent show at Flowers Gallery, The Space Between Us, um, a video installation of like, is it you walking on the- Yeah, it's my, yeah, it's my feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I walked, I, um, well, I didn't walk across the country. I, I, my husband and I drove the paintings from Seattle to New York. We drove them across the country. And I, um, you know, is just after I mean, you're you live here I know you're Canadian right but yeah 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 and like you understand you you and we all there's such a division right now happening in our country and that's a, the work in the show is a lot about that like looking at how what what is the space between us like mm-hmm. in in our close relationships in in our further relationships and just as a country as a world and and I was just feeling so divided and just have this intense need to try to find some common ground and so when the opportunity came to drive the paintings across the country it felt so right actually for this work to do that and then I realized I wanted to do something else as well and just um so every time we stopped at a gas station or rest stop I would just find some ground and take off my shoes and fill my feet walking and um you know it's just very symbolic um kind of futile attempt to find some sort of common ground and to feel grounded myself and 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 then to turn that into a video installation was so much fun to get to do that I I I did video in college but I haven't you know that was I graduated in 2009 and so it's been it had been a very long time since I'd done that um so it's been really fun to open up beyond just realist paintings you, you know and beyond painting itself and get to be a creative person. I think we're all very creative in many, many different ways. And then we're very pressured to kind of get into one little, one little niche, which can feel really good at, at times. And for certain people, maybe that is really good. Uh, and, but I think for me to have a little bit more flexibility in there as I change, you know, cause I think like finding my artistic voice, I don't think you just find it and then that's it. You find it and then you have to follow it and keep listening to it. And, and because we're all changing always and 
I think having the work go along with that change and sometimes actually maybe be the catalyst for some interchange because you see it on the outside and then you can start to follow that. Um, I think that it's just very natural for it to change and to be always looking for it and to be always listening for what it's saying. And it's um, it's not just a find it, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> it's like, no. okay, fine, enough. keep following it, keep following it, <clears throat> keep following it. And that makes it really exciting. It really is. And it's so interesting how there is like a lot of artists like talk about this, that it's almost revealing itself to us. Like mm -hmm. it's like it is coming from us, but we're sort of listening to it and following it as well. And but we have to just follow it authentically and um, like, uh, yeah, just let it sort of be what it's revealing itself as. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I think it's really important to do that. And I think that's what I think artists were were good at that actually, and and that's um, a, a gift that we have. And it's also, it also doesn't mean it's easy, but I think that um, learning to listen to it and follow it and realizing it's more than just us, you know. And and um, yeah. I mean, I'm just really grateful that I get to do this because it's an incredible experience to get get to follow it and and see what this creative whatever this is, I mean, I don't even, I feel like I'm kind of lost for words here because it's kind of beyond words. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, it's a, it's, it's an honor and a gift to be able to do this. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and you've managed, I think it's interesting too, that you've like managed, and I think I see a lot of artists doing this that are able to authentically follow it as it evolves. You'll sort of work in bodies of work typically. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a really good way to go. So that you still have like a cohesive body of work, like for each show. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Do, do you have any thoughts about that? Like about how to like have a cohesive body of work while letting your voice be authentic and evolve? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, thinking in series really does help. Thinking in a body of work really does help. Um, and I think for me to to do that, setting some parameters can be really helpful, um, such as I want to play in this sort of, in these kind of colors and um, these sorts of shapes kind of. But I, I also really don't want to plan it all out ahead. I can't plan it all out ahead and I don't want to plan it all out ahead. It's more like I'm feeling um, like these, these certain colors are just filling me up right now. And that is what th those are. Th those are going to be, you know, the constraints until, until I'm done with it, until it's time to move on to another, another painting or another series. Um, so just setting a couple constraints, but having them not be, you know, too constraining, but enough that there is a cohe cohesive quality to the work is is really really helpful. Um, yeah. And it's, I think it's also for me about kind of asking a question versus like setting out to answer anything when I'm beginning uh, a new series. Um, and it might not be a question that I literally have in my head in words, but it's like this kind of um, energetic vibration question that I'm just kind of always just searching for, and that holding that and allowing that to just shift naturally i think means the work will come together um in the end and and it will feel cohesive um and then when some big thing comes along that means you really need to shift and do something totally different maybe you just experiment with that on the side and if it's yeah. something 
realize you want to do more of, then you then then you just do more of it and and just follow follow that. Yeah, that's such a good like uh, sort of yeah piece of advice. Like to you always want to be exploring it. Don't just shut it down. Like even if you have to do it on the side for a while to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about art style? Artists are always asking me, like, how do I find my art style? And I feel like it's an impossible question to answer. Oh, I mean, it's impossible because in one way it feels like everything has been done. Um, and then another way there's, because there's so many different style styles, quotation styles of art right now, everything is possible. It's not like, I feel like we're, it's not like the past where it was like, okay, this is the impressionist style. Like this is, this is what we're doing now. Totally. As a art world where there are so many different options that it can be overwhelming. Um, and I, I don't know if I know the answer to this, but I think it's just to, I mean, one thing is just to like paint and paint and paint and paint yeah. and it naturally happens. Yeah. Um, I think that that's part of it and another part i think is also to lean into um kind of your insecurities in it and because sometimes there could be a way of using your brush or a way of creating an image that maybe you think is bad or like it's not really working and but actually if you maybe lean into that it could become something that is your style i think jerry salts might say something about your your mistakes are your style i can't remember the exact quotation but essentially that your mistakes are who you are like you're and and i think that is a really good way to to find what your style is um is to lean into those things um and i think another another thing that i know helped me in school in grad school was um i took i basically just looked at all the work I gathered all the work that I had liked over the years just like so like a whole I can't remember if I did this just on my computer I I can't remember but essentially just gathering all the work that I liked and then looking at it and seeing what the threads were yeah and seeing like okay is there like a kind of minimalist thread here where I really just like a figure in the middle of open space whether it's a sculpture or painting or a photograph um, what kind of moods and emotions are coming through in the work that I like? What colors are coming through in the work that I like? Is it realist? Is it abstract? Is it is it figurative? Is it, you know, whatever? What is it? What are the threads that I'm seeing? And then taking a, this is the hard part, <laughs> good part, taking a good, hard, honest look at your own work yeah. and seeing if, if you're actually doing what it is that you like. And for me, I realized that I wasn't at all. It was actually yeah. like a really like what I was painting in grad school before the aunties was not at all in line with what I liked when I looked at other people's work. And so that was of course, challenging to realize, but also really, really helpful to realize. So I think seeing what you respond to in other people's work, but not in a specific way, not in like, okay, only this one artist that I love, because I think then you'll become too yeah. much, but more, gathering all of them together so you can see do I like big brush marks do I like really small brush marks what you know all of these different things and um just knowing what it is that you respond to out in the world when it's not something that you're making so you don't have that attachment to it what do you respond to and that can help you know at least what you know what kind of style you want to go into and then I think again just back to the beginning painting and painting and painting and then it just emerges it just it yeah. just happens if you really allow it to and almost like don't even try to find it you just try to yeah. paint the way that you know how to paint and it will come out yeah and then you
That's I think that's so true. And I loved what you said about insecurities, like like letting our kind of mistakes and insecurities maybe have a place in our work. And yeah, that's so true. Um, oh, this has been so great talking to you. And it's just it's so interesting. thank you so much. Where can people find more um, find out more about your work? Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is probably the best in terms of I'm just going to be posting more, you know, uh, uploading images and and sharing more. So that's just Aaliyah underscore Chapin. Um, and then my website is just aliachapin.com, which does have a little more information on there. I just don't actually uh, update the website as often. Maybe it's every year, year and a half. <laughs> but yeah, both those those places. And I, I you know, just definitely love to connect with people um, online. And so reach out. Oh, well, I'll definitely include a link to both of those in the description. And yeah, it's just been such a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for being with us, Aaliyah. Thank you so much, Christy. It's been great to talk with you about all of this. Yeah, you too. Talk to you soon. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Down to Art. Thank you so much for being with us.